welcome to this episode of IG Talk with Robert Smallwood, where we feature interviews with IG leaders from around the globe, as well as discussions of IG news, events and best practices. Hi, today on IG Talk, we have Baird Brisicki. He's the Director of Information Governance and Privacy at eVisit. Uh, welcome to the program again, Baird. Good to see you. Hey, Robert. Glad to be here. Hey, today we're going to do some IG news, an update. We're going to talk about the new ISO Information Governance Standard that was uh, released in May. Uh, we're going to talk about our M365 survey report, which was just released today uh, uh, and is available for download and uh, a little about Microsoft's rebranding of information governance and our uh, new IG survey, the global IG survey, the second annual one that we're launching um, over the summer. So uh, first let's talk about ISO 24143. All right. Now, uh, Robert, I know that you did a blog post uh, recently and you took exception to the definition uh, that the ISO folks used. Uh, Why is that? Yeah, uh, what I noticed, right, at, which, which was glaring to me, was that they didn't mention value in their definition, and they didn't mention cost either. And if and, and that wasn't just sort of my uh, opinion. That's formed from some other, uh, you know, groups of think tanks that have uh, put a lot of work into it. For instance, the Sedona Conference, their eleven principles of information governance, the very first one where they define information governance, they include risk as well as maximizing the value of information. But in that case, Sedona doesn't mention cost. Um, and the IG initiative uh, in 2014 defined uh, through a process of collaboration with a lot of uh, uh, experts in the field, they included it as uh, the, the activities and tasks to uh, maximize the value of data. They put that first, maximize the value of information and uh, minimize uh, its risks and costs. So. The you know a couple of think tanks have mentioned cost and and value, and it's not reflected in this definition. And I'll just uh, read you uh, from the uh, actual standard itself. Their definition: Information governance is a strategic framework for managing information assets across an entire organization to support its business outcomes and to obtain assurance that the risks to its information and thereby their operational capabilities and integrity of the organization are adequately identified and manage. Um, you know, they say uh, managing twice in there, managing information assets. I think they need to put control in there. Um, and I don't think you should say manage twice, but then uh, it goes on, Barry. Uh, yeah, so it, it goes on and it says information governance includes, but it's not limited to policies, processes, procedures, roles, and controls put in place to meet regulatory legal, risk, and operational requirements. Wait, hold, 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 hold on. That sounds an awful lot, awful lot like uh, I've got a definition on page eight of my information governance uh, second edition book. It says IG is control of information to meet business, legal, regulatory, and risk demands. So they say control is put in place to meet regulatory, legal, risk and operational requirements. So they changed operate. My, I said business because I, think- I you know what? I, I think they read your book before they wrote this uh, standard. I, I think they, they really did. Maybe they did. I hope they, uh, I would like to get some credit for it though, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they uh, just absorbed it. Uh, you know, Mark Twain said one time he wrote a, he wrote a book or an article and, and uh, it had, um, 
it had exactly the same words as one of his favorite books he had read years earlier. And he said, it maybe just saturated in my mind. It just sat there and became part of it. I don't know. Um, so yep. there's that, that part I think is lacking. They should, they should really add value and cost in there. Um, now, what about legal and e-discovery? Did they mention that? Yeah. When we look at the stakeholders that they mentioned, they mentioned uh, stakeholders, uh, they list out stakeholders, which are engaged in collaboration uh, include, but are not limited to data management, information management, records management, knowledge management, regulatory compliance, digital preservation, and it goes on. Uh, environment, I mean, information security, enterprise architecture, data protection, but they don't mention in any of these legal or e-discovery, which is just like, what? How could you not mention? If you look at any of the surveys we do, practitioners say legal and e-discovery is right at the top of their considerations, right along with, you know, records management and compliance. Um, so I think they missed uh, the boat there a little bit. Maybe some of these ISO committee members just weren't actual practitioners. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you get on it. They said there's 40, 40 people on the committee. I've written eight books on it. I mean, how do, how do I get on it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, then they go on to say information governance. They talk about standards, right? Right. And it, oh, and the bottom of this in terms of stakeholders, they also include for stakeholders big data, artificial intelligence, blockchain. I mean, why including blockchain and artificial intelligence? Those are technologies to be leveraged, but I don't, don't think those are really bona fide stakeholder groups. Uh, I don't know, unless maybe you have a, a dedicated group in your organization, but most organizations, that's going to be those are going to be tools and, and technologies. That's not going to be a stakeholder group per se. So I kind of take a little issue there. And they mentioned data privacy, uh, data protection, which, you know, is a little bit different than privacy, especially if you're talking about across the pond, uh, you know, right. what we call privacy, they call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then uh, they talk about standards, uh, ISO standards, and it says information governance requires coherence and integration with relevant management system standards uh, MSS, such as ISO 9000, ISO IEC 27000, so that's the 27001 and 2, uh, right. security, yeah. security. Uh, and ISO 3300 series, which is, I don't know, a little obscure. That's a, a series called Management Systems of Records, which I don't know if it really took hold, but uh, <clears throat> but they don't mention ISO 38500, which is the IT governance standard for uh uh, on ISO. They don't mention the risk management standard, ISO 31000. They don't mention ISO 27701, which is the privacy management information system standard. So I think they could add those. Um, so yeah, uh, a, a good effort, but I wish they would have talked to me first, you know. <laughs> Maybe on Rev 2. We'll come. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah. But so, it's going to have a lot of uh, impact because, you know, now people are going to, you know, organizations are going to try to be compliant with ISO 24143. And so it's too bad they didn't get value in there and cost because that's what executives are more interested in. I mean, as we saw with like Colonial Pipeline, they thumb their nose at risk. They just kick the can down the road. But uh, when if you can get their attention by adding value and lowering cost, that means profit. You got their, <laughs> you got their attention, you know. Um, now, let's turn to our next topic today, the M365 survey that we just uh, released, which was uh, just published uh, today. And now, is M365 the same thing as Office 365? 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it used to be last year it was Office 365. This year it's M Microsoft 365. And then now they changed it again to Purview Data Lifecycle Management, which which is a mouthful. And, you know, they had it right. It seems like they fumbled it. I mean, uh, they had Microsoft Information Governance. They were doing retention and disposition and, and classification on unstructured information. And... Uh, you know, they had it, they, you know, Microsoft information governance. Now it's data lifecycle management, which is really a misnomer because we're not managing data or managing unstructured information. So it's really information governance. But I think in those big companies, you have groups that, you know, politically win turf wars. And I think the Azure purview people came down and took over the M365 area and they couldn't call it purview information governance because that would be pig. <laughs> uh, that would be a really bad acronym. Yeah, uh, but I think they should have just left it as it is. And now that we have this standard uh, 24143 in information governance, it's a real, real thing. And, uh, and, and you know, Microsoft uh, could, have, could have leveraged off of that, I think. You know what? They change so often, maybe they'll come back around. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about this survey that uh, Information Governance World did. Yeah, uh, well, we surveyed 200 professionals. We had in IG, we had um, a little more participation on records management side versus information governance, because we're talking about a lot of um, RIM kind of functions here: uh, retention, deletion, uh, classification, digital preservation, and so forth. Um, and uh, we got some real interesting results. And here's some feedback from the uh, some professionals that are CEGO certified that uh, got to give us some feedback on this report. I'll just read the first one. I found the report to be very helpful since we have not formally started our implementation. This report definitely provides insight into areas that we would need to educate ourselves on. All right. And I'll read the next one. Uh, the report clearly highlights the IG specific features in M365 that our IG team would need to be proficient in, in order to properly configure M365. Mm -hmm. And the next one, few employees using M365 had had, have had formal training in the product. We are in the same boat. It's interesting. Retention in action is a very helpful finding. We are constantly pinging our peers and asking, how are you doing this? This survey gives us a succinct view of that. Mm -hmm. So, and it goes on. So I think it's, it's really a valuable uh, tool, good information from a planning standpoint. So you can see what other professionals are doing in the U.S. and also in the U.S. versus the U.K. Um, and there were nine key messages that came out of this report. Excuse me. Very. Uh, let's just uh, read through a few of them. Sure enough. Uh, so the first one is uh, a majority of organizations did not implement M365 immediately following its launch in 2017. Mm -hmm. Around three quarters of organizations waited to implement M365, doing so in the years following its launch in 2017. Its implementation continues with around one in every five organizations initiating usage very recently in 2021 and 22. Uh, UK organizations tended to implement M365 later than their counterparts in other regions. And just quickly, by the way, you can download this for free at infogovworld.com, right on the homepage. Barry, you wanna go to the next one? Yeah, so the, uh, the second point, change management plays a key role in some organizations. 
And the detail on that is change management plays a key role in U.S.-based organizations. However, it does not tend to play a major or significant role for a majority of organizations in the countries surveyed. So that's strange. You know, uh, why would it not be uh, prevalent in the U.K. if it is in the U.S.? Uh, that's, uh, I've got a thought. Uh, E-Visit, the company I work for, is currently doing a SOC 2 audit. Mm-hmm. And um, change management is a big SOC 2 compliance item. So perhaps uh, it's the audit, uh, you know, driven need that uh, makes a difference between the U.S. and the U.K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, there's just more and more activity around that. I was talking with uh, Cheryl Strom uh, a week or two ago and from McDonald's, and she said that on a lot of these efforts, it's 80 percent change management and 20 percent the project. You know? Yeah. Uh, so um, the third key message is that on average. Over 70% of employees are using M365. So that's employees, not employers. Yes, employees. And so this is a figure which rises within organizations conducting IG business in the UK. So that's at 78%. So this is interesting when you look at the, you know, the first finding, which is the UK started later, uh, implemented later, and now they're at 78%. They've implemented it faster. Um, and is lower in those in businesses in the U.S., 63%. So more, more uh, penetration into the market in the U.K. versus the U.S. Note also that smaller and medium-sized organizations tend to have the highest proportion of users. And then now we get a really interesting finding, this next one, Barry. Yeah, so the, the fourth finding is that few employees using M365 have had formal training in the product. Just 40%. In fact, across the survey pool, this is a figure which decreases to just 26% of UK users, which rises to over 80% in small, medium-sized organizations for whom training is clearly more of a focus. So the big companies, especially those in the UK, are not doing a good enough job of training their users before rolling out these implementations. And that's, you know, same kind of thing that happened in SharePoint, I think. And uh, that can uh, spell disaster. And let's yeah, just, I know uh, some uh, really bad SharePoint implementations that occurred because the employees just did not understand how to use the product. Yeah, they just threw it up there like a big shared drive and didn't do the planning up front. Okay, let's do one more of these. There's nine, but this will be the fifth one. Uh, all right. So the point is that M365 information governance functionality is used to some extent. But on average, just three to four of the 11 M365 IG functions which respondents were asked about are being utilized. So only three to four out of the 11 on average with retention policies leading the way. Similarly, about half the organizations are using retention and deletion functionality, e-discovery tools and classification features within the product. However, few are making use of record labels and advanced governance workflows. So it goes on and there's a lot of detail in there. There's some nice, uh, so, some nice um, graphics that you can use on uh, everything from change management to the adoption to the, and then it goes into the sections just one after another on uh, retention, deletion, e-discovery, long-term digital preservation, classification, and information security, all of which are really critical to uh, information governance. So uh, good, I think, uh, really great to have that report out and we can compare what our results are next year compared to this uh, this year. And, but, and you can get it at infogovworld.com. Just uh, you know, input your email and name and you can download it for free.
So and tell me one more time. This is M365 Purview. Is that correct? That's that's the new name for it. Is Purview? Well, well it's the the new name for it is Purview in Data Lifecycle Management. Okay. It's a mouthful, and I thought they had it right. They had it right with Microsoft Information Governance. It was just simple. It was plain. It made sense. And then we have one more thing to talk about today, which is we're launching our new Global Information Governance Survey, which was groundbreaking last year. This is the second annual one. Got really good information about how information governance is being implemented around the world and uh, a lot of good detail. And it's going to be really interesting to see what the, the comparisons are from this year versus last year's benchmark. So that we're excited about that. And, and, and when will that survey come out? When will uh, the results be available? Yeah, we will release the results at InfoGov World Expo uh, in September, the 29th and 30th, uh, the Expo and Conference, which is our annual conference. And uh, you can go take that survey. It's actually, you go to surveymonkey.co.uk slash r slash IG Global 2022. So surveymonkey.co.uk slash R slash IG Global 2022. And I don't know if it makes a difference, but IG Global is all caps. Um, so we'd appreciate your, uh, your taking that survey and helping to contribute to the development of the IG community. And uh, that's uh, a, a good bit of news on the IG front today. All right, Robert. Well, it sure was great talking to you today and looking forward to our next podcast together. Okay, very good. Thanks a lot. Very appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for listening to another episode of IG Talk, the leading voice in the industry, which features IG leaders, news, events, and best practices. Tune in next time to stay up to date on the changing world of information governance.